This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The Annie Fry Show YouTube live chat poll of the day is sponsored by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. Right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. Don't get me wrong. I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine. But they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. This is the Annie Fry Show. And welcome back. I'm Ryan Recker filling in for Annie Fry, 97.1 FM Talk. Glad to be here with you guys. And uh, it sounds like we're having a hard time getting hold of Tyrus, but that's okay. I have a scenario for you guys, and maybe you can help me because I was going to bring this up to Tyrus, but I feel like getting the boys together, this might be the right time to get some get some advice and I could probably use some comments in the chat about this too. If you're watching on YouTube, vote in the poll and uh, also help me figure out how I'm going to get out of the doghouse Cause my wife is very upset with me right now. And both of you are married. You kind of know what it's like when you do something that you think is very funny, but your wife does not think is very funny. I'm in one of those scenarios right now. I'm hoping you guys might be able to help me. Um, so I did something that most dads do to their children. They teach them a trick, the pull my finger trick, <laughs> classic trick. I have a nine-year-old and a three-year-old. And Ryan, I can't remember. Your kids are right around the same age, aren't they? Roughly? Nine, nine and six, yeah. Nine and six, a little bit older. Have you taught them the pull my finger trick? No, I don't really need any sort of like, I don't need anybody to light the wick, basically. <laughs> <laughs> they have natural comedic timing. Yeah. Right. So I, I taught this to my three-year-old daughter. She thinks it's great. And I got to tell you, the pull my finger, she has great control for a three-year-old because she runs right up to me, oh, pull my finger. So I did a little bit more than just teach her the pull my finger. I said, if anyone asks you where you learn this, you say mommy. Oh, I like now, that. Now, <laughs> my, my wife, uh, we go to, well, my wife takes the kids to church. I unfortunately work on Sundays, most Sundays. So my wife will take the kids to church. I don't always get to go because a lot of times I'm at work. 
she takes the kids to, to um, church and the kids go to their individual classes at the start of church, kind of like the children's ministry. And the teacher of this child's ministry comes up to my wife after the services and says, uh, your daughter did the pull my finger trick and said that you taught her. And my <laughs> wife was so embarrassed and she got so mad at me. But I'm telling you that hilarious day of reckoning of setting that up and teaching my daughter that I, I thought it was hilarious. So my wife tells me and she's really upset because of how embarrassed she was. This is church. They're in their best clothes, looking all nice and everything in the place where this shouldn't happen. And she's so mad at me. And I think it's just so funny. And that made things worse. And now I'm in the doghouse and I don't know what to do. Well, you have any advice? Yeah. If you were asking for advice, um, I would say, first of all, great job. (laughs) Yeah. And second of all, it was funny. Uh, so uh, she, she's, guys she's in the funny. wrong here. You're in the right. <laughs> and you should embrace that. And in fact, uh, you should use this. We'll make this into a clip uh, for Instagram or whatever. And then you can use it as evidence to back up your case. Do you think if Annie was here, she would agree with this? I think it's a man-woman thing, like a mom, you know, dad differences of opinion. I, th- I think I could speak on behalf of Annie and say that <laughs> oh, uh, oh. She, yeah, she'd be fine with this. She would confirm <laughs> that you were right. And so, oh, uh, so funny. Yeah. I mean, we'll text her you know, probably later and find out. <laughs> Ryan, as, as somebody who works in a children's ministry and has done so for quite some time, if I had a kid do that joke with me, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, where'd you learn that? And they're like, my mom taught me. I'm like, your dad is hilarious. <laughs> so what, what I need you to know or what I need you to do is, is you can convey to your wife that, that somebody that you know, a close friend of yours, who works in ministry, says there's no way that person believes that she taught that to her daughter. That is 100% right. dad. And it was perfect comedic timing. And along with Ryan, I agree. You were right. Yeah. Teach your daughter that, yeah. and then everybody laugh and have a good time. And your wife can just kind of, you know, I don't want to say tell her to relax because that's a terrible idea. But <laughs> relax. I'm looking at some of these comments right think, now. They don't think she did it. Andrew said, my woman would kill me. <laughs> uh, one person said, Wiggins is not the one you asked for advice. <laughs> There's so many comments coming in. All right. They don't look at it the same way, I think. But... Uh, I, I really don't know what I'm going to do. I, I think that one day she's going to have, you know, a, a big payback moment. Yes. And I'll know exactly why it happened. I'll be like, oh, it's the finger thing. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's and, the pull my finger thing. And in that moment, will you think I shouldn't have done that with the, the pull my finger thing? No. Or worth it? It was so worth it. I, she, <laughs> she would have to do something so bad, embarrassing for me. But that's the thing. She knows the things that would trigger me into embarrassment. So I think she may be waiting until we're with some friends and she'll bring up something really bad. And I'll know by the way she's looking at me, that's the payback. And I'm just going to have to take it in order to make things even again. So uh, not amused, but I'm amused. I, I got to say, thanks for the advice here. Next time it comes up, I'm just going to say, hey, hey, the guy said that's hilarious. What's funny is funny. And there's no way around it. Yeah. Um. Can I play a clip for you or maybe you play a clip for us? Vice President Kamala Harris was out talking about, you know, the successes of the Biden administration. I wanted to get your reaction to this. This is clip number five. We have to earn the reelect and we have to communicate what we have achieved. Yes. And, and that is going to be one of our big challenges. We've done a lot of good work. We need to net, let people know who brought it to them. <laughs> 
okay, there's so much to unpack there. Just maybe two main things to unpack. Number one, do you think she's purposely talking down? Like, gotta let them know who brung it to them. Like, she's kind of, this is what she's notorious for. She's notorious for talking down to people, as in overly simplifying and then almost speaking like you have a fourth grade education. It feels like that's the type of people she's trying to get votes from because that's where she's she always talks down to people. Kamala Harris when she's trying to get sound bites done. But the second thing is, is it just a communication issue? Is it the Biden administration is doing so great? It's just that their communication or maybe if you want to put the silent part out loud, their propaganda isn't working and they have to find a better way to package their messages. I got an answer that'll answer both of those questions for you in one. (laughs) She's just actually that bad at communication. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't, she doesn't have some sort of angle. Like she's talking down to people. She just doesn't know what she's doing most of the time. And therefore that also answers the second question because she thinks, well, if we could just message better, because she's telling herself, if I could just message better. <laughs> she's so bad at it. It's really amazing to see somebody at that level. And look, I talk to people all the time in my life who are not message makers. They're not communicators. Like, we literally are communicators for a living. I get it. We mess up, too. But this this is the vice president of the United States cannot communicate messages very well at all, nor can the press secretary, nor can can the president. Can I interject here for a second? I think the messenger should be the president. If he's not on vacation half of the time of his presidency, they're not going to let him in front of people. He doesn't speak to the press. He doesn't get in front of a podium to take hard questions during the press briefings or anything like that. If your messenger is silent, and you're complaining that there's an issue with that, then you got to go back and wonder why are they silencing him? And there's probably a reason for that. So I, I don't even think it's a message issue per se. I think that their most prominent message giver, the president of the United States, they don't feel comfortable letting him out to do that. It's, they're, it's they're, a perfect storm. Yeah, it's it. They've got no good messengers. There's nobody who is a good communicator in this administration whatsoever, mm. and they don't have a good message to communicate. When you look at everything, you can't fool people with Bidenomics because people go to the grocery store every day and they buy stuff, and it's something that is constantly put back in their faith, face. They look at it, they say, this isn't good. So it doesn't matter how good your messenger is when the reality of people's lives set in and it says otherwise. People, they don't think that things are going well because they are experiencing things badly. Things aren't going well in their life. And so any type of like message that they come out there with like, well, things are good. You just don't know what's what's good because we haven't told you what's good. They're like, fool, <laughs> listen to me. Things aren't good. And you're telling me I'm stupid because I don't understand how th- good things are. You know, that's a and if problem. I have to, Go ahead. I was going to say, if I have to hear... Kamala Harris say that one catchphrase she uses all the time. We need to unburden once once has been or whatever. She does <laughs> yeah. like a different spin off of that one phrase. Unburdened by what has been. We can oh. be unburdened by what has been. If I have to hear her say that one more time, maybe that's part of the message that you repeat the same junk over and over again. And, I, you know, there's other commentators that are kind of looking at this and laughing at it, too. This is clip number four that you pulled. Um, Charlemagne is a radio DJ. He does the breakfast club in New York, and it's one of the most popular morning shows, syndicated morning shows on radio, but he also transcends that he's done some television stuff and he's very popular. I think he's looked at as in the urban, um, radio format. So you, when you find like 
programming that's directed towards like urban music, R&B, things like that. This is a very popular, it's like him and Steve Harvey are like the two most popular radio shows when it comes to that. Uh, let's play his thought on all of this. Clip number four. He can do it. And I see Joe every day. I see him out you know, traveling around this country, I see his vigor, I see his energy, I see his passion every single day. No. <laughs> I don't even know why. I don't. I mean, listen, man, I get it because, you know, we're stuck with what we got, right? Like, I think that the Republican Party should move away from Donald Trump, and I think that the Democratic Party should move away from Joe Biden, but we're stuck with what we've got. So, I mean, she she has to be optimistic. I mean, she has to say those, say those things. What is she going to say? Like, oh, I think my husband, you know, I don't think he's going to make it through four years. You know, I think he's going to drop dead after two. Like, I mean, what, what is she supposed to, what is she supposed to say? <laughs> that was Charlemagne on his show. Can I just say real quick? Now, this is the same show, if you remember. Joe Biden went on there and says, um, oh, you know what? Actually, I think I have the clip. I should try to find it. But if if uh, you don't know who to vote for, then you ain't black. Now, that's the, what Joe Biden said on Charlemagne. If you go back even further, Hillary Clinton went on Charlemagne's show and says, you know, basically, I love hot sauce. I, I can't go anywhere without hot sauce in my purse. Hillary Clinton says this, you know, trying to impress him. Uh, so. This is what I'll say. Number one, I totally respect that opinion. And to me, that almost sounds like a Republican opinion in a lot of different ways, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. He, he's echoing the sentiment of a lot of America. And that is why Donald Trump's going to win. Um, they, they don't love Donald Trump. They don't like Joe Biden. And these are traditionally mm. Biden voters. These are yeah. Democrat voters who are just not going to turn out for him, which is also why everybody keeps saying, Brad's saying it, everybody, even around this office, are saying it. It ain't going to be Joe. Joe's not going to be the guy. And that that's the case for Joe not being the guy right there. Yeah. Oh, my Hold gosh. He's, he's struggling super hard with the African-American vote, with the black vote, especially black men. He that's is, a fact. He is oh, yeah. struggling. He is deeply underwater with them. Well, they know. They, they know what's up because they live it. And, the, well, listen, Kamala Harris understands. It's just a messaging issue. If only they got the right message out there, then they would understand their lives aren't so bad under Joe Biden. But then they realize the reality of what's going on in the streets in their own homes. You can't deny the problems that people have that were caused by this administration. And all of them are out there saying, no, no, you just don't understand. All your problems are gone. And they're saying, no, they're not. They're saying, yes, they are. Don't you know they are? And no one's buying it because it's not true in reality. Well, they they have control. This is why they can't understand it. They have controlled the message for so long, and that hasn't changed. They still control the message. It's just that there is no message. The, the messengers of the media would carry any message that was cohesive. I mean, they're trying to still push Bidenomics as being this positive thing. They're trying yeah. different things, but none of it works because this administration has been so bad and cannot explain why they've made so many of the decisions they've made on the border, for instance. But the economy is the big one. They can't explain how, why they've done so bad because they don't know how to actually run an economy. Yeah, I had the Joe Biden soundboard on my little audio mixer here, and I've always kept this one on the soundboard. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black, that was Joe Biden on Charlemagne's Gosh. radio show during the last election. Jeez. What a great soundbite. It's so blatantly <laughs> racist, though, isn't it? It's, it's so bad. It's so and bad. And the hairy leg speech, I keep that one handy, too, because that's such a great speech. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand 
And to get hot, I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Oh. And I tell you what. Oh, boy. And he got a free pass for calling. And again, when he's talking about his era in kids, roaches is a term for black children that was used during his era at that time. So I did he got not a free pass for that, too. Oh, you know, and, and every time that was brought up, it was like completely ushered aside. Obviously, it, that's that he would never do anything or say anything that's racist, but he gets a free pass for stuff like that. And over and over and over again, it's examples that you could bring up about Joe Biden. And that was during the last election. And I think this is one of the reasons why they realized that you can't get him in front of people to have an open mic because he'll just keep saying stuff like this. Very embarrassing. And he hasn't gotten any better. In fact, he's gotten exponentially worse, which normally happens with age. And he's not going to get any better and he's not going to get any stronger. He's just going to get more feeble. So we just got to face the reality. And I think a lot of people understand that. And Charlemagne is not wrong to say both parties are looking at their main candidates saying, I wish there was someone different, but you're, this is the hand you're dealt with and this is what you're dealing with. So when you look at the poor hands, which one's stronger in this case, maybe the Republicans make the stronger case that things are a lot better under Trump than they are right now with Biden. It's and pretty maybe easy that's message to make. Of, it's easy yeah, to argue that. Yeah, it is. All right, when we come back, I wanted to bring you up a story from The Intercept. And this is a really fascinating story about how the FBI essentially radicalized someone to join a terrorist organization. Crazy story coming up after the break. I'm Ryan Recker, filling in for Annie Fry. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to 97.1 FM Talk. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. So we are at the end here. I got hairy legs. Yeah. What a what I said, I love this dude. Let's just keep listening to this. Yeah, man. Gold. Absolute gold. That was the Showmo guys or whatever they were that basically did the auto-tune songs back in the day. They did the... Songify. Uh, 
Songify, yes. Awesome use of the internet. That's what the internet was made for. Things <laughs> I like agree. That, honestly, I agree. Absolutely. So, uh, can I talk about this one story in the Intercept? I don't know if you guys had a chance to read this one story, but it was really fascinating. So essentially, there was a 16-year-old. His name was Hamza Mashkor. And when he turned 16 years old, he started to do what some 16-year-olds do that don't necessarily have a good understanding of what's proper etiquette, what's, you know, taboo, what's not. It doesn't help that he's autistic. But he started to like, you know, some of the terrorist extremist things that he saw Mm -hmm. online. So in today's world, people post videos of terrorists and, you know, in some ways, even the terrorists are allowed on Facebook and Twitter. You get these terrorist states with their leaders out there putting out their hate for the Jews. And that's somehow allowed on social media and acceptable for some reason. But you also find that some of these extremist groups are posting beheadings and some of these terrible, terrible things online. And you have teenagers that look at that and say, oh, neat. And they'll, you know, repost it or they'll do other things. So they'll go into different discord chat rooms and they'll talk about it. And it's like to them, they probably feel like, oh, we're just edgy or this is kind of like dark humor. And, oh, no one understands me. You know, this is they may look at it as entertainment, more or less. And apparently the FBI uses that as an opportunity to reach out and befriend some of these teenagers that are acting this way. So they notice some of these posts that this 16 year old is posting online and they start friending him under the guise that they are ISIS terrorists. So they kind of ease their way in and they'll say, Oh, I noticed that you like these things online. Let me tell you about our organization, almost like a Jehovah witness, a very twisted, terrible Jehovah witness. And they go in there and they hand them the, you know, digitally hand them the pamphlet. And for the next couple of years, until he turns 18 years old, year and a half or whatever it is, from 16 to 18 years old, this 16-year-old becomes more and more radicalized by befriending these fake ISIS members that are actually the FBI. And on his 18th birthday, they convince him to fly out to Denver. And when he is off the plane, the FBI arrests him on terrorism charges. The defense attorney for this person says, you let him down this path. The kid's a high-functioning autistic. Mentally speaking, he's got books, Diary of a Wimpy Kid books, which kind of show you he's a middle school mentality. These are not meant for, you know, teenagers, 18 years old type of books. And uh, they said, "You, you basically were the ones, the FBI, you're the ones that led him to be radicalized. Um. I am just so intrigued by this story, undercover FBI agents. And this was a story that was put together by The Intercept. Um, it doesn't surprise you that the FBI, in trying to entrap someone, that they actually are the ones radicalizing some people. And let me point out, I think we saw a very similar case when it came to the FBI in Michigan, when it came to the Governor Whitmer mm-hmm kidnapping plot they were the ones i think in a lot of ways though part of the group saying that they were undercover watching this but also probably helped radicalize some of these people to go further than they ever would have so does it surprise you that the fbi acts this way when it comes to terrorists no that was the exact example i was going to bring up was the gretchen whitmer example the fake uh not the fake but the failed kidnapping of the governor of michigan it's so ridiculous and and this was something that was uh, parroted a lot by my leftist friends that mm-hmm. I, that yeah. they said, look how ridiculous MAGA is. And I'm like, at the time, I'm like, well, A, 
I don't know that these crazy people in Michigan are MAGA. Uh, and then second, we find out later it was the FBI pushing them to do it, and they do this all the time. Go ahead. I mean, it's based on what Ryan has described in this this article here. They basically created this guy and then arrested him for being what they created him to be. Like, you're the FBI. You're supposed to catch terrorists, not create them and then catch them. Right. You know, this and is like, yeah. like farm-raised terrorism. It's like we, we, we grew him, we harvested him, we made him exactly what we wanted, and then we arrested him. I, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go here because this is where it goes next. This is part of what happened on January 6, 2021. And you know how I know? Because they sat Christopher Ray down for a deposition, the head of the FBI, and said, tell me there were no plants from the FBI radicalizing and pushing people to commit violence on January 6th. And he said, no comment. Mm. The easiest thing no. for you to say there, if it was no, would be no, which right. means it was yes. So let me let me point this out, and I'm going to make another um, example and tell me if you think I'm off base. But here's a quote from one of his lawyers. The whole case demonstrates the low level of maturity and social skills often found in people who suffer from autism. He is fantasizing and making up plans to go to Afghanistan that he could not possibly realize on his own. OK, so I, I do believe that to be true. Now, I'm going to equate this to something else. And you tell me if I'm really off base. We use the term groomers when we talk about grown adults that try to sexualize children and lead them down a path that they normally wouldn't be led down. Is it possible there's different subcategories of groomers? And this would be an example of someone being groomed for, you know, the FBI perhaps grooming these kids to entrap them into terrorism charges. Is, is it too wrong to compare or use that word groomers here? No, I mean, they definitely, you know, I, for lack of a better term, groomed him. They turned him, they turned him into what they wanted him to be so that they could arrest him. I mean, it was like a whole sting operation. But my thing is this, why? What, what is their end game here? Why, like, hmm. you really want, like, I want the FBI out there catching real terrorists. I don't want real terrorism in the United States. And I think that there is a functional purpose to the FBI doing that sort of thing. But why are we doing, why are they doing this? They're creating the issue and then solving the issue that they created. I don't understand that. I don't know if it's to justify the size of their bureaucracy. It's like, oh, look, we need to have all of this so we can justify all the funds that we get. I don't know. Because, like, you can't look at this and say this this 16-year-old boy was MAGA and we're trying to target right-wing extremism. That 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 isn't the case. That's not what they were trying to do with this kid. They Like, they set up a sting. They got this kid in there, and then they turned him into whatever. I don't I don't understand what the end goal of this was. Right. Can I read another quote from this intercept? Sure. It said uh, it's clearly a waste of government resources, said Aziz, the law professor. If there was a serious, uh, serious terrorist threat in America, the FBI would not be spending its time in tramping a mentally ill minor. So we look at the way the FBI has. Uh, I don't even know how to categorize the FBI anymore. As Trey Gowdy mentioned it years ago, he said this used to be one of the most trusted institutions in American government. Now they are the least trusted, one of the least trusted institutions. And for actions like this, is this person a real terrorist threat? Or, for example, are you maybe directing resources to find terrorism where it's not? And if that's the case, then what are those resources being used for that could have been used for something that was a real threat? And on top of all of these things, is this truly 
just a great example of the government, you know, almost justifying a way. I, I don't want to sound super cynical here, but when I find the government acting in this way and they come up with empty hands saying we need more money for programs, and I look at examples like this and saying, this is how you're spending your money. You're hiring a bunch of people to entrap minors with autism to try to paint them as terrorists because you've led them down that road. This is where our money is going. This is how you're trying to uh, act as the FBI. This should be, a, to me, a, a huge wake-up call that we have a lot of issues, not only with the FBI, but federal government in general acting and not the uh, public's best interest. Yeah, it's kind of unchecked power. Uh, similar situation, just to highlight government misuse of power, administrative state, really st stuff like that, is that I have some friends who are in the financial sector, and one of them in particular, who is way, way up in the private sector in finance. Um, and this person informed me that every year or two, uh, the administrative state, and really the president doesn't have anything to do with this. The president probably didn't even know this is going on. They will change the rules of the way you file paperwork for no reason other than that they will then be able to fine you to fund themselves. This is real stuff. And it, it shouldn't surprise anybody to hear that, that that's going on. But it's the same type of mentality that's used in law enforcement in this instance to basically justify its own existence. Let's create terrorism where there might not have been instead of trying to convince people. You know, there are great programs with cops, local cops, not FBI cops, where they, they will find at-risk kids in mm -hmm. a community. And they'll try to befriend them ahead of time. And right. that's great. That's exactly what you should be doing. This is literally the polar exact opposite mm -hmm. of a good program. This is a terrible program being used for terrible purposes. Yeah, you know, maybe like find these kids that might be at risk for it. And rather than keep feeding them the stuff that they need to become a full-blown terrorist, feed them the stuff that they need to start moving away from that. And there like, you go. you don't have to arrest them. Just turn them into not terrorists. <laughs> yes. Like stop it before it starts. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you know Behind the scenes, this probably angers me as much as anything else. You know, after they did this, you know, everyone got into a room and they clapped and they probably applauded the agents that did this and they patted each other on the back and they probably had a cake in a pizza day to just talk about how great they were for stopping terrorism. They probably look at this as a huge victory. But now that articles like this are out, I want to know how often this happens. I want to know, uh, too. Let's let, let's let's say this. Forget on the terrorism side, you know how many agencies have stopped looking for online predators and that's why there's so many high, there's there's people like these basically citizen advocacy groups that go out there and look for people trying to meet up with minors for sexual encounters. They don't have to entrap anyone. All they have to say is, hey, I'm a minor. Do you want to meet up for sex? And then the next thing you know, they're sending ding dong pictures to, you know, to an undercover citizen or whatever. And they're trying to look at it. And then the police don't even do anything about those things because they say, oh, we don't have the resources to try to find online predators. You'll radicalize a autistic teen into what you would call a terrorist because you've led him down that route. But you won't go out there and try to find, let's say, to catch a predator because it's too embarrassing. And you don't have the resources for it. It goes to show you that we're putting money in so many weird areas it's just all out of whack we need to reevaluate this yeah no there's a lot and we're talking about adults by the way that do this sort of thing not teenagers that are going out meeting these um when we come back there's another story out of ireland 
where they may take a bill that a lot of people are looking too far. And I think it's another reason why we have to really lean into our free speech protections here in the United States and not fall for the traps of maybe voluntarily giving up our free speech in order for quote unquote uh, protections or uh, security. So let's look at that and what's going on in Ireland coming up after the break. I'm Ryan Recker filling in on 97.1 FM Talk. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And welcome back. I'm Ryan Recker filling in. Did you see this one speech, uh, free speech bill in Ireland? It's kind of interesting. So there's a couple of sections to it. It's called the incitement to violence or hatred in hate offenses bill of 2022 which apparently will be getting a vote and some of the provisions on it says that you can be deemed guilty of an offense through the act of communicating material to the public or a section of the public meaning that if you're on social media and you say something that may agitate someone else which they may look at as agitating to someone else then you're communicating material to the public in a negative way, which you would actually be in violation of this bill and could be criminally charged for it. So here in the United States, we do have free speech, and luckily we do. And there are some, most people, I guess, rational people that would protect free speech to make sure we are protected so the government can't prosecute you uh, for this exact same thing. Now, in Ireland and in other countries, England and Canada and ways, you don't have those same protections. In fact, you could say something that is looked at as so terrible, horrific, uh, like in Canada, if you say something like there are such things as male and female genes, it's looked at as hatred towards the LGBTQ community, and you could be in violation of hate speech and could be criminally prosecuted by the government that way. Or, you know, same thing in England or some of these other places, you can say things 
that may be looked at as derogatory towards a minority group in this case you know, the, hate to keep using LGBTQ as an example, but this seems to be where a lot of the prosecution stems from. You could be a comedian inside of a comedy house on stage telling jokes. And if someone looks at one of your jokes as offensive, even in the context of you doing stand up, then you can be prosecuted like you see in Canada happening. So Ireland has something very similar, except it extends even further. If you post something on social media, the mere idea that you shared content that would aggravate someone else, you could be liable for that. Or let's say you even look at content on a computer and not even share it publicly. The fact that you might have it on your computer stored somewhere that you log this or in the background like a cookie that you looked at something that may be deemed offensive would actually violate this law the way it's written. So that's why the Free Speech Ireland organizations out there and they're saying we got to stop this bill. I think this is another example of why it's so important to defend defend free speech in the United States so we don't have to try to fight the freedom of ideas and expression here in the United States based on what some people may relatively look at as offensive. Yeah, these are extremely dangerous laws because they, they exist to create a slippery slope. I mean, that's their purpose is to not defend people right where they're at. It's so that the government can get involved and control speech. Well, it's, it's, to me, it's just interesting. Like all of these are predicated under the idea of, hey, we're going to protect somebody's feelings. Like you have a legal right to not have your feelings hurt. And I, it's so dangerous. And And what that does is if you allow that as a citizen, if you allow that to happen, then like Ryan said, it opens the door for the government to come in. And determine, because you do, if you're going to make hate speech laws, if you're going to outlaw quote unquote hate speech, then you have to define what hate speech is or you need somebody to be the arbiter of what hate speech is. And that just gives power to the government to go and stretch that limit and stretch that limit and stretch that limit until they can define it in a way that serves them. Like, I don't understand, like, I don't understand why people aren't more skeptical of their government. Very skeptical. Everybody, very skeptical of the other side, of the other party, but they're never skeptical mm-hmm. of their own party. And I think it's just because whatever their party is planning at the time hasn't come back to bite them. It hasn't been used against them. And I say it hasn't been used against you yet. They will use it against you if they think that it will benefit their own cause. Be very skeptical of the government. Right. And I got to I gotta say, and I, I got to point this out too, let's just use the hypothetical here. Like, let's say these sort of laws are in place. And it's, it's, you know, it's kind of topical in a way we're talking about presidential immunity here in the United States. So let's say, hypothetically, you're in a country where this doesn't exist. Uh, free speech is, is limited in certain ways, and it's relative to the person that may have had their feelings hurt. So let's say we translated this to the United States. And let's say Donald Trump goes to the March for Life rally, and he says he's pro-life, and he stands with people that are pro-life. Now, those on the left and those pro-abortion would look at that and say he hates women, obviously, because he doesn't want them to have rights. So I'm going to want to see you charged because you just discriminated against women for not being pro-abortion. Would there be anything that would stop someone from taking a stance on any controversial topic that wouldn't be able to use that as a way then to try to prosecute the people that disagree with them? I don't think there would be anything stopping them. And I think it just depends on how much resources you have to take it as far as you can in the courts. And I think in a lot of ways, that's kind of what we're seeing here in the United States. I'm not necessarily on free speech, but in other aspects of life, we've seen this weaponization of the courts. And then you're giving the courts and the government the fuel to allow them to take advantage of you. And that's why free speech or not, you can look at this in 
a lot of other protections of the Constitution. If you start to erode them, then that's exactly the route you go down. Yeah, and that's why it's so important for us on the right, I would say. I would love to see liberals, classical liberals do this too, or the left. Um, They just don't. But it's important for us to defend causes we disagree with and their right to say it. Not that you have to defend the cause itself, but their right to be able to say those things has to be defended. That's where organizations like the ACLU used to be terrific. I would disagree with a lot of the things they would defend, but they were defending them on the grounds that they had the right to do right. it. Right. Let's let's yeah. try these things in the court of public opinion where they belong and not in the legal court, not in a court of law. We want we want like Let's have a healthy debate. Let's discuss these things. Let's put down bad ideas and raise up good ideas. But we don't need to be throwing people in jail or fining them for saying offensive things. Prosecuting them. Exactly. I mean, one of the great examples right now of that happening is in pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas terrorist supporters in the United States. As long as you're not advocating for violence, you have the right to do that. We can disagree with what you're saying all day and do. Mm-hmm. But you have the right to be able to do that protest. We're pointing out a lot of times that college campuses are hypocritical with oh, those rights. Sure. Like, like mm-hmm. right now, they're, they'll be saying, oh, we support free speech rights. But in the case of somebody on the right saying something, they don't support free speech. So there's hypocrisy there. But in general, the principle stands and should stand as, that they have the right to say those things. Yes. And as a matter of fact, say it loud, say it proud so we know who you are and we can make our decisions on who you are based on what you say. I don't want to force some of these things into the, the like the dark underground where they can only be whispered in corners. That's how bad ideas grow. Bring them out here and we'll have a we'll have a discussion and we will beat you with better ideas. Hmm. Uh, we're going to just clip that and have the sentence and we will beat you. And then you can cut the rest of what Brad says <laughs> I, and we can just that use so that. Clip. Easier. <laughs> <laughs> so we can stop the editing after it. And if you want to see some examples of this happening around the world, how many times have you been sitting in a church service and you hear about missionary work in these different countries where they have to hide their services because the government could come in based on their Christian beliefs and just swoop and take them and imprison them for their beliefs because a lot of these predominantly Muslim countries do not allow for that. And they do persecute you based on, well, we're looking at religious freedom, but I guess it also extends into uh, freedom of speech in that way to assemble and be able to profess your faith in a way that is uh, vocal in front of other people. So yeah, I think a lot of people um, would tend to agree here in the United States that we want to make sure we have the ability to express ourselves. But you're right, it goes as far as when someone says something pretty terrible based relative to what you believe, then then they stop believing that free speech is a thing. And that's why I think we have to be yeah, almost constitutional absolutionists, uh, absolution, absolutists. I, I'm saying that <laughs> word wrong, but that's why you really have to look at all these different aspects of the Constitution and really stand by them and to say that the government, if given the opportunity to violate your rights, they will. And that's why these things protect you. So you do not have these God-given rights violated from you. And I think that's why the founding fathers, through their wisdom, worded things in a certain way to make sure, even though times may change, that you still have these protections from the government so they can't take advantage of you. Um, There's another story I wanted to bring up. This isn't really a free speech thing per se, but I guess it could be. Did you see that the U.S. Federal Highway Administration says that, hey, you know, 
different states that put these funny electronic signs up on the freeways. Uh uh-uh, uh, you got to stop doing that. You got to stop being so silly with these freeway signs. You need to be just absolutely simple, direct, and clear in your messaging. You know, when there's a big snowstorm, don't put up something like, okay, Elsa, you can stop with the ice now or whatever. Um, they want to make sure that there is a blanket regulation across the United States that you don't do anything cute when it comes to roadway signs. And for example, in Massachusetts, they said, use your, instead of use your blinker, it's use ya blinka, you know, cause you're in Massachusetts and that's kind of all the way people talk. They kind of do like, you know, they, they put these puns, they may put funny things up on the signs. Well, apparently on the federal side, they said it's no joke. Feds are banning humorous electronic messages on highways. Do you think that the feds, they just find ways to take the fun out of everything <laughs> in some ways? Kind of. I, I don't. Yeah, I, don't, I wish those signs just weren't there. I, I, <laughs> I just get bothered by yeah. the fact that the signs exist. Once in a while, they're helpful if it's telling you coming up. Oh, hey, this exit's going to yeah. be closed in the next couple yeah. of days. Heavy that kind traffic of thing. ahead. Yeah, consider alternate routes. That sort of thing. Aside from that, I'm like, stop telling me to buckle up yeah. and stuff. I, I understand that that is what I'm supposed to do. I yeah. don't need the reminder. Okay, mom. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks, sign. I want a sign like in St. Louis. Let's say you're driving down 70 and you're getting close to downtown. I want the sign to say, uh, you know, seven people were shot here over the past six months. Like, I want to know what I'm getting into. Like, I want them to put crime statistics on these signs so I know which exits not to get off on. Wouldn't that be helpful? <laughs> I, I I would deride the idea that the signs would start to be used for messaging outside of what they're for. You're listening to 97.1 FM Talk. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.